0: Hello,
1: Hannah.
0: Hi, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It's going. It's Good. going. We're here. It's going. We've had a rough week. Have we? We've had I a mean, rough week.
1: Listen, I was a raging CNX
0: Tuesday" all day today.
1: Didn't listen.
0: Matter. You can say it. Tommy said it. We can say it. Cunt. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast, everybody.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I was visit this thisis vicious today um, it just started I think it truly started I woke up Hannah knows this I woke up at 3 a.m from a nightmare that wasn't really a nightmare it was like here's the thing I think I maybe have been I think I was lucid dreaming and I scared myself
0: oh that's probably what happened
1: because when I woke up I was like I'm not scared but I didn't like what was happening because I knew I had like gotten caught I was robbing a bank. For anyone curious, um and for anyone who wants to know who with, it was planned with my mother and sister, which a little odd, if you ask me. If you know Pam, there's no way. Not the type, Delaney. Nothing. Maybe. No, but (laughs) but like I I don't exactly remember what happened except for I knew I was cornered and it was like I'm gonna get caught. You need to wake up because there's no getting out of this. You're, like, going to go to jail. Yeah, and scary. Yeah, so I just woke up. But I was, like, sort of scared. And then I couldn't fall asleep for an hour. And that's it. And that was it. I woke up just ready for the day to be over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're almost that. there. Right? Do you sort have anything of. after this?
1: Uh, Normally, yes, but it got canceled.
0: Nice. So. Love that. Technically, yes, but I might
1: edit this podcast that we are that you're currently listening to. Um, hey,
0: what did we talk about? It's all hot podcasting this week.
1: It sure is. Uh, Who do
0: we have on the pod this week, Hannah? We had my cousin Tommy, because we are just continuing with anyone we can that I know, because I need to get them on the podcast. People are getting mad at me. My mom is upset, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> We had uh, Tommy on. <laughs> and Tommy is my cousin. Same relation to me as Arissa is, but without the weird uh, sibling thing that Arissa and I have. Tommy is a normal cousin. Um so Tommy is an actor. A theater theater theater. Say it. Theater? Actor.
1: Yeah, there we
0: go. There we go. Um
1: I love it. Thanks. No, um, I had a really, I love chatting with Tommy. I'm pretty sure
0: Tommy and I are going to be friends now. So. I'm pretty sure you and Tommy know every single person that each other knows at this point. It was like, oh, do you know blah, blah, blah? I know blah, blah, blah. Do you know blah, blah, blah? I do know blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. So if you know Tommy Novak and you also know me, congratulations. This is going to be the best podcast ever.
0: Yes. Because here you are, you get to know everything you'd ever want to know about them, two of them.
1: Let's get into it.
0: All right, (laughs) well, hi everybody. Today we have Tommy, my cousin. I was going to say this is my hardest, this is my hardest time is trying to figure out what the actual relation is. We're going (laughs) to go with cousin. We're,
2: we're definitely cousin. I don't know what like degree of second cousin we are, but it's like your mom and my mom are first cousins.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's good. It's, it's, I mean, it, well, I'm just like cousin family. Like that's just any pam- family picnic I've ever brought a friend to. I was like, these are cousins. I don't know what they are.
0: <laughs>
1: I feel like that's good. Just like, uh, unless people are really getting into your family tree, they don't need to, you know what I mean? I, do I want to
0: know? Always. <laughs> I've told I've told people going to family stuff. i'm I'm like, listen. If someone asks you who you are, just say you're frankie d s grandkid or a cousin. Say one of the two and don't get into it because otherwise, they'll be like, "Who are you?" And then they go into, "Are you dating? Are you together? blah, blah, blah. And it's like we don't need to get into intimate details. Just tell them you're a cousin and we'll move on.
2: I literally told my, in college, I had a friend, um, Bridget, who I'm still really close with. She lives in New York. She came to one of our family picnics, and I was like, just say you're related to Julie. That's all you need to yeah, know. And that's she it. was like, oh, okay. And then, like, they like there was somebody who asked her, and she was like, I'm Julie. I'm Julie. And Julie's like, oh, Julie. And then they moved on. Like, <laughs> I, like, it did, like, and she, and, but she knows me as a Novak and obviously doesn't know my, like, Italian, Italian last name. So she's like. Novak. I'm a Novak. There's a lot of Novaks here. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yes. Is. But whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, so do you all... It's your it's your mom's side, Hannah. So do, does that side of the family do, like, annual picnics and, like, family reunions? Yes. Yeah, once a year.
2: Once a year. It's in August.
1: hmm I love that. I am so... I mean... The bulk of my family now especially still lives near
0: my parents, but I don't uh, know, Maddie. Don't... What? I'm so sorry. Emmett just texted me and said we're live on Twitch.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Hi, Delaney. I'm so sorry. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I started streaming instead of recording on OBS.
0: Um that's so funny. I need to tell Emmett that is a enter the room. That is a it's you a- can come into the room. I'm screaming.
1: There are probably so many people now that well, it's a it's a little debut to what our <laughs> podcast <is.
2: laughs>
1: Where were we? Oh yeah. So your picnic.
2: And like what's um. what's interesting about it is I've I've always found this interesting. And I always tell people it's like, yeah, we have a family picnic every year. And somehow we still get new relatives that show up. <laughs> like there's somehow people know that it happens every year. And like some people just show up and they're it's like, just oh, gross. I'm new, but I'm related to so and so and so and so and so like long distant family. So it's like we always get a new relative.
0: <laughs> we do. And they, and it's crazy because you're right. They really do show up. Yeah. They'll just be like, we heard through the Grapevine Di All of a sudden, they're added to the Facebook group. That's the thing. People are just added to this Francisco, Valenziano, wow. face Valenziano Facebook group. It's intense. There's a lot going on in it.
2: I don't know if you realize,
0: but they started a chat recently. <laughs> <laughs> because I, open, I... I opened
2: my messenger and I was like what the hell is this because it was like you have a notification It was like I don't have a notification yeah. and then I looked and I had to like go through something it was like group chats I was like I'm not in any group chats like oh somebody started a Valenciano Facebook group page chat and like someone Wait. was like thanks for starting it
0: no I'm dying because I today saw that I had nine notifications on Facebook and I was like what is this and I looked and they're in my messenger and I didn't open it and I I bet it's that. That's so yeah, it's funny. Literally,
2: it's literally like, there it is. Like, <laughs> like, it just is like, thumbs up, great idea, Jim. That's it. That's all I got in it.
0: Love it. I, I love it. I can't wait to see that. That's so funny. Well, you heard it here first. We have an inside first. chat.
1: Wow. Um, and it just inside keeps chat. growing. Yeah. What's the record number for people that have come to the reunion picnic thing? Do you know?
0: Oh. Because when we were younger, it was obscene. I mean, it yeah. had to be like 70 people. Am I am I crazy oh, for that? Mi- minimum of 70. Well, yeah. like, right? So,
2: so the weird thing is, is that like family history time, like Hannah mm-hmm. and I are part of, there's De Francesca and Valenziano. We're Sicilian, not Italian. So mm-hmm. when you when people say, it's like, oh, I'm Italian. They're like, oh, I'm Italian too. And then people are like, you are where you're from. It's like, mm, I lied to you a minute ago. I'm Sicilian. Yeah. When, mm-hmm. like, when I have real Italian friends, they're like, fuck off. <laughs> 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 um, so I like I always am like oh I'm Italian I always say that I'm Italian and then like people are like oh where are you from I'm like I lied to you I'm Sicilian they're like oh get the fuck out of here because Sicilians they're they're I guess apparently the the like lowest class of it Italians it could be I don't know that's just all I am I but,
0: it's true though that Netflix show um from scratch the oh, yeah, one yeah. guy in it is Sicilian and they are horrible yeah and I, I was like wow it's true and then I he has very dark hair, and I was like, oh, oh my God, is this it? I was so cons- I was like, this is too much. I really, it was a full circle moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then like, so there's Valenziano and Di Francesca. And Di Francesca is the side that Hannah and I are on. And it's yeah. actually relatively small. Um, I say small because we only have there's there were eight Di Francescas total, like total. siblings. And okay. then they all have family, so like it's Di Francesca, and then like the Valenziano is our great grandmother, like the other side. So like the Valenziano yeah. is very sprawling, so we don't really get more Di Francescas because we know them all. If yeah. if we do get a new Di Francesca, they're born into the family, right? Yes. But the Valenzianos are the ones that like people just show up out of the woodwork, and you're like,
0: what? Mm-hmm. They have taken over. Like we. <laughs> The D Francescas need to start adopting procreating. or procreating because are there,
1: it, d- is that name still like being born? What's we the have, word I
0: want? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there are some. Well, yeah, Arissa t- is a De Francesca, but when she gets married, she won't be unless unless yeah. she listen. Let's say hey, I could I could name my kid De Francesca in the end. Yeah, don't tell. Why him not? It. Why not?
2: Yes. Who's to but say? Like, but there's, like, well, so I think it's, like, realistically, it's Jim, Jimmy. And I think that's really, like, it where that name is still carrying down. Because there were, like, Uncle Lou didn't have any kids. Uncle mm-hmm. Dave died really young, and he had girls.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? Yep. Um, Who's Jeannie's? Who's Jeannie's? Is Jeannie Jeannie
0: has, yeah, Jeannie's Nick.
2: Nick, okay, yeah, because, like, Jeannie's Nick, and your. Frank right mm-hmm. like that's that's where this oh yeah I was like where, isn't
0: that
2: where, so fun <laughs> this is where it's like oh like this is where the weird family talk is like you're this and they're this like and whenever I and like and my so my family my my part of the De Francesca is uh, my grandmother which is Conch- Conchetta De Francesca, which is the only girl out of out of eight mm-hmm.
1: wow um,
2: yeah and she sure is great and wonderful and I love her so much and she's sometimes lets people know <laughs> she's the head lady she's the, she's the head lady she and has she is, to be she's the only one left Yes.
1: I mean
2: cause your grandfather is dead Uncle Lou oh is my dead God. Uncle Pete just died Uncle Sal's been dead Dave has been dead Pete's dead yeah I think my grandmother's the only one left
0: oh my gosh I did not realize that until now
2: yeah, I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Are we missing anybody? That's going to be so hard. We're going to have no. so many phone calls. We- Sal, okay. Wait. Sal, <laughs> From <the> Dave, top. <laughs>
2: Peter. Sal, Dave, Peter are all dead. Yes. Frank is dead. Nick is dead. Mm-hmm. I'm missing two. Oh, I'm missing two. Oh,
0: Chuck's on the other side.
2: Oh, Louie. Louie's dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Duh. Louie, <laughs> duh. And then, and then there's another one, and then that's my grandmother, because there's eight of them. Yeah. Yeah, my grandma's the last one alive. Wow. wow. That's so, so raining. She's 91, but she's technically 22. Yes. Because she's, a, you guys talk about birthdays. She's a leap year baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Well, so and she, also, I mean, yeah. if you make it to 91, you you're you're 22 at heart. Right. Well, like you she, are young. <laughs> she did.
2: A, um. She did a. Well, she would obviously like celebrate her birthday, birthday, and like we did a huge party for eighteen. Like, and this is interesting. Is like in my family, she has ten grandkids, and I think all of us had. I turned nineteen the same year she turned nineteen. My, oh. my sister. I, I think my sister Katie and my sister and cousin Katie both turned twenty one with my grandmother. Maybe. Or Kelly did. I can't remember which one did, but like my brother turned 18 with her, I turned 19 with her. I think my cousin Liam turned 20 with her, uh, or my sister, my sister and Katie turned 20 with her, and then I think Kelly turned 21 with her. Um, And on her 21st birthday, we're like, "Well, you're finally legal enough to drink. What do you want to do for your 21st?" And she was like, "I want to do what the kids want to do: go to Vegas." So we there were like 35 family members that met us in Vegas. That we had giant shirts that said like, and she also goes by the name of Foxy Lady. Um, because I named her that. Do you know this, (laughs) Hannah? I like, she was like, we were at some family event that wasn't the picnic, surprisingly. We get together also in weird other times. Funerals. Um, We were at some some other event, and she was wearing, like, all of her jewelry. And I was like, well, can I get the door for you, Foxy Lady? Can I, like, help you with your seat, Foxy Lady? And she just, like, has now, she's now endowed it as, like, it is her name. Mm -hmm. So much so that it's on her tombstone already. There she is. There she when is. My, when my grandfather died, they got a double plot and it's yeah. like Patrick Conway, beloved father. Connie Conway, Foxy Lady.
0: I love it. That's X. amazing. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it's on it's on her tombstone. <laughs> um, just as I like,
1: love that. But she
0: like
2: lives like people call her Foxy Lady, Foxy Grandma. She like lives by it. And part of it is like this another weird family thing. It's like she doesn't feel like she has an her name. Like her name is Concetta, mm-hmm. but it's actually the name of her dead sister. Mm-hmm. Because in the Italian family, if you if you yeah. die, the next sibling that's born of that same sex gets that name. So she's grown up her entire life with her name on a tombstone.
1: Wow, yeah. wow, yeah. that's so wild. I mean, so much. I I have really hot takes about names in general. And like naming people after people, but that has like that is a perfect example of her her whole life just not really identifying with that. Ugh.
2: Well, and I mean Hannah, knows. Hannah, you do this more often than I, anyone else I know in the family. Like they, you go to like visit your dead relatives and in oh my like, cemeteries. Like I always see you post about it. You're like visiting another dead another
0: relative. one. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs>
2: and like so, she yep. like that's something she did. Like probably. Once a month oh, when
0: visited oh, sure. her like dead sister. Yeah. Awful. That's so that's a way to start your life, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I really
0: should write a book. Like I feel like we've got so many
2: weird things that exist in our family that yes. people need to know about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if it you is- go back far enough, Maddie, um, our like our family started with two first cousins.
1: There you go. <laughs> I love it. I think it is just I mean history is so interesting and I think it is so interesting the like Sicilian side of it all being like I don't know it's funny because anytime we talk about it it just depends obviously in passing we'll say things like oh it's you're Italian you're whatever but then the moments when it's we're Sicilian it always just makes me laugh so hard because I really don't have that sort of like cultural connection to anything of my heritage we're all very like we've we've been here a long time it's sort of a muddled whatever so I don't know I just I really admire it and I think it's so cool and fascinating beyond anything else so fascinating well what
2: are what are you
1: um mainly welsh is what i'm told
2: oh well there it is (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. but like both parents sides are that we have some i think french in us um maybe a little bit of irish but other than that i think it's just mainly welsh which i think it would be really cool if i did i've never done an ancestry.com or like 23andme 23andme feels like a waste of money at this point because it's so, so like, I don't know, everyone that I see gets such a, like, you're 25% this. You might be partly this. Like, Travis, my sister's husband, who is half black, found out he was, like, more German than anything else. Which is interesting, but that's also, like, he was adopted and doesn't know, like, anything about his, where he came from. But if I did it, I feel like I would get just, like, a lot of European places and be like, well... Yeah. I feel like we did one for.
2: I feel like we did one a twenty three and me for either my grandmother or Uncle Pete,
1: hmm.
2: um, who are technically a hundred percent Sicilian. Um, and I can't remember. It was like it. It just proved that it was like, oh yeah, there it is. Because my my mom had her my grand my grandfather is so I'm Italian, a Sicilian Irish and Polish. Oh, cool. And um, so her father was a Conway and so there's only one relative left. So they had him who technically is Irish, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, they had him do it so they could see like where, you know, just like if you're a hundred percent Irish and you're a hundred percent Sicilian, like, what is that? But, yeah. um, obviously Irish is, it's not, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. the Irish, like the Irish side of my family is super sprawling, um, but like, and I have like some second cousins in that side too that like are very, I'm very close with and my brother and sister are very close with. But it's like, they've been here forever. Like I did like a ancestry thing in high school where I had to like get stories and gather information. And like, I talked to my grandfather. like, well, I have two, three brothers and they have these many kids. And I don't know when we got here. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, like, and they grew up in Minnesota. So they're like, we don't know really much anything. And like, on my Polish side and my Sicilian side, They know exactly when they came here. Like, they know it, like, because the Sicilian side, they came here in in the 30s on Ellis Island. Almost, fun fact, our great grandmother almost got rejected from entering the country because she was, like, really sick, seasick from the passage over. And so, what happened was, is they actually put her, like, you know, like, in Ellis Island, they tell, like, the immigrants are, like, if you're sick, get out. And they put an X Mm -hmm. on you. They did that to our grandmother, our great grandmother. But a friend of hers was in line to get, go through customs and she's like here take this shawl so she like because she was just seasick when she was in line and they didn't admit her but then she took the shawl put it on her back and went through customs again and got through
0: wait a minute i get so sick i got it from them because i get so sick (laughs) you do like i that's so interesting good for her
1: thank god for her that's like going to a bar underage and getting the black X's. Yeah. And, and still <laughs> finding a way to get a drink, you know? <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
0: there
1: you got to get in.
0: Is. You got to get in. Wow. Good for her.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've been here forever. I, not forever, of course, but um, <laughs> we, like, I, my dad's side has several semi-famous like relatives in history like we're related to William Henry Harrison and Benjamin Harrison the presidents and they're they were in like late 1700s 1800s so we've been in the United States for longer than not (laughs)
0: that's interesting
1: yeah I would I I, yeah, we have, and then I forget on my mom's side, I forget if I'm related to Lewis or Clark. I don't know which one it is, but it is one of them.
0: Fun. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah. Tommy, yeah. do you know the story of the church? And who? Which one?
2: Like, what about it?
0: The Like, who's the one who built it?
2: So I know, you know the one that we visited? Yes. So Asunta... Is mm-hmm. a nun that was in our family. She built it. And she's the one I she's the one who's in process to be canonized as a saint still.
1: That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <laughs> maddie, where is it? Mad, your maddie was like, What? what? I'm like, that's that's quite, like people are like, What's a fun fact about you? And I was like, I have an aunt that, a great aunt that's in process of being canonized as a saint.
0: And they're okay, like, I have to write that, that, down that down for mine because I never have good ones. That's a really good one. Yeah, because people are all like, What? Great
2: and I asked it would be some, like, I think great, great aunt.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I don't know how she's related. Again, we'd have to pull out the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but she, so I, and this is the thing, I don't know. These are the stories that I have in my head. It could be her. It could have been somebody else, but I'm pretty sure it was Asunta who built the church. Um, and she built it up on the hill. Oh, we had property in Sicily, and Sicily is like, you know, a giant mountain. And most of the people live mm-hmm. down, down the mountain. And there are people who live up in the mountain who are, like, goat herders, right? And so she built this church. Um, it was called, the, like, the Grenetti, which is, like, this place where they had a Virgin Mary statue. Um, and she decided, she was like, well, this, this is a holy thing, holy statue, we should build the church. And it was on our, like, family's property. And so she did. It's a small little one-room church with a little small one-room attached to it. She was, like, in charge of it. But she also, like... Because I asked, I was like, "In order to be canonized as a saint, you have to have like, I think it's two or three active miracles happen." Um, and so she, and like the miracles, she, um, the miracles that I know of, this is from this is from Uncle Pete, great Uncle Pete. Um, he is that she, um, they were walking up on their land, and there they like they were like walking on their property line with another farmer and um or herder and and they were like wouldn't be great if there was a well up here so you know because you you have to tote all this water and she was like dig and they literally like found water right and she um because then they found out that the where the well was where the where she said to dig was literally on the property line and He's like, well, we should charge people for water because it's the only thing that we have up here and we can make a lot of money out of it. And she said, the day you charge for water, this well will run dry. And that's what happened. So that's like one of the miracles. And then the other miracle is something about like, she, somebody was like really sick, couldn't really walk. And um, she told them to like walk to and from the Granetti, like walk up the mountain to the statue, kiss the statue and walk back. However long it takes you, but that's what you need to do. And they were he- completely healed.
0: There you go. That's so Those
2: are. I think those are the two stories that I know, um, and I don't. And I know that like when that last pope went through, he like pushed a bunch of people through. So mm-hmm. she's like really high up on that list now.
0: Uh... Wow.
2: If she hasn't been canonized, I feel like I feel like if she was canonized, we would know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but please, that would have been at the picnic, you know? Yeah. Everyone yeah, well, would have yeah. gotten a bone or something. <laughs> Everybody gets pe Not sorry. To be clear, the family does not get pieces. But when we went to Italy, there was like we went and saw bones of saints, and you can get a uh, card, like saint cards, with a small piece of fabric that they've worn and stuff like that. So I'm like, we all would have gotten something if she would have been a saint by now. But like, so we we so we went to Italy. Like
2: this was when I was in high school, 2002, 2001. Um, in like we were going there the, the so all seven of the brothers and my grandmother were like we need to go there because the church is having its centennial and so we decided the family was like we're going to do this huge trip to italy this pilgrimage to the holy
0: land our family mm-hmm. heritage. we went to so many wow. churches um we went to every church we went to every church
2: every church and um and so like there there's a franciscan monk i don't know did he baptize you i did not get
0: baptized. no i got baptized by a godfather
2: okay because he baptized literally all my all my cousins by two that are lutheran um and uh he was our like tour guide and we had like a private mass in saint pete's basilica like he's organized a way that we could like have our own private mass all 35 of us Mm -hmm. um and so we went there and we like the whole trip it was a two-week trip like everyone was saving and people were like People were helping, like, everyone else, like, try to get there because mm-hmm. it was super big for family, right? And, like, my family is, you know, there's five of us. And so it's just, like, it was very Dang.
0: expensive, right?
2: Yeah. Um, first time I ever went overseas. Uh, mm-hmm. First time anyone in my family went overseas. Um, yeah. And we went and we spent, and then we also have living relatives that still live in Sicily. So we went and met them and saw them. We had a huge party up on this fucking mountain. And the day is the day we're supposed to go to the church and have a private mass by our own glue hired a, like, a violinist and a singer. Like, we're going to have that. Yeah. Like, this is the whole point of the trip. It's the centennial. We get there. And the cornerstone of the building is four years off. It was 2009. And I was like, and I was the one that pointed out to Uncle Lou, and I think your grandfather was like, hey, y'all, um, I think we're early. And they're like, what do you mean early? And I was like, look at that cornerstone, that cornerstone, we're four years early for this centennial. And they were like, what? Like, and then they all started arguing, <laughs> but like, like, you didn't think, you didn't think to send an email or a phone call to the relative that is over here, because like, I mean, the internet wasn't super back them to like find out <laughs> and so sort they're of like what well, we're here anyways, let's just do this. <laughs> I know Uncle Lou did go back for the Centennial, like because Aunt Aunt Gail went.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember them going back. I remember like, well, that. We're, we're gonna come back for it anyways. And I was like, well, this was stupid, but it was like it
2: was still like a crazy trip, but it was like one of those things where it's like the whole point
1: was
0: this.
2: Was this, and we get there and we're <laughs> four years off. <laughs>
0: I, I forgot was... about that. That's so funny. See, I was too, I was just a little too young. Like, I, I wish I would have gone a little bit older because I would have remembered more of it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you were but... young because, like, and little
2: Pat was young too. Like, he was Yeah, really
0: young. Yeah. Patrick and I were buddies because it was like, we were the two youngest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh, and then, because, well, yeah, because Kelly and Katie are like best best buds you know what i mean at least yeah. then and so they were just kelly
2: katie and my sister were always hanging out yeah
0: yeah so i was like little patrick and i were buddies yeah and we were just like i don't know like it was it was also like hot it was i just remember oh.
2: like i have like weird i have weird memories of it like as an epic as an epic trip but also just like weird because you all like part of your the trip was that you guys took the like train down from Rome that like boarded a barge that sailed to Sicily and it was like a two day train trip and my my family was like we ain't doing that because we're only here for so many days right yeah so we went to Naples and we went to Florence and we went to Pompeii mm-hmm. um and um but yeah like there was like there was all these like we were just were people were doing different things it was just it was my yeah
0: i i don't know i don't know if you remember this but i All I ever wanted was to go to Pompeii and we were going to Italy and my mom and dad were like, well, they're not going to Pompeii, so we're not going to Pompeii, but we'll take you to this exhibit in Chicago. And I was like, "Okay, cool. This is close. And then we got there and we found out they were all going to Pompeii. And I was like, I'm burning everything to the ground and my mom's like if we would have known we would have paid them to take you like if we would have known you could have just tagged along with somebody because there were so many family members yeah and yeah and it was only they felt bad it was only but... it was only my family that was well and
2: because I was obsessed with Pompeii because we were talking about this I remember like yeah like, like I was like we're going to Italy and my mom was like well we should plan because she knew that we weren't going to do the, the the um train trip because it was it was so much more money to do it then staying in the hotel a little bit longer than flying to Sicily. So my parents were like, we're going to do this. But we. my mom really wanted to see the Statue of David. So we went on this mm-hmm. like trip to Florence. Um, mm-hmm. And then we did another day trip because I was like, like literally I was like, let's go to Pompeii. And my mom was mm-hmm. like, what the hell is Pompeii? And I was like, well, let's go to Pompeii. Like, like, let's just do it. It's a really cool place. It was like volcano erupted and it's an ancient city that's like preserved and like the things are covered in yeah. like." She was like, oh, okay. And it was actually like a weirdly cheaper day trip. And so yeah. we we went like my my Aunt Annette, my Uncle Frank, and my cousin Robert and Pat didn't go. But yeah. it was just my it was my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, and then my grandparents went. Because I was like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. This is gonna be really cool. And like because my parents were like, Well, if you know about this thing, we should do it because right. we, don't, we don't know what else to do. Like we, we right. don't know anything. So we went, yeah. and it was it was, and that was when because you had asked, you were obsessed. This is a long story. Obsessed. You're obsessed, and you had asked Megan to bring a little rock from Pompeii or something back from Pompeii just to be like, whatever. Yeah. And my sister, oh my god, this is how I almost got ended up in Italian jail.
0: I was so like, can we talk sister, about
2: this? Yeah, let's
1: talk
2: about this. I almost ended. Up, I almost ended up in Italian jail.
1: Wait, how old were you again?
2: I was. Yeah, you were in I high school. Sophomore.
1: Okay.
2: So it was, it was, you know, it's also August, mind you. So it's super yeah. hot. We're yeah, in yeah. this open, like very cool ancient city, but it's all open. There's nothing. It's just like, it's just hot. Right. And we, so we're walking around this ancient city and like, we just like, I had the backpack. My, we all had a, the, like, we had a backpack that we would fill with waters, but before we would go out, just so we like had water instead of yeah, water yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And um, also, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, you can drink out of any fountain in Italy. Just, like, refill a water jug. It's all, like, just purified water. Yeah. So we would do that. We would literally, like, go up to fountains, fill up these water bottles, right? And so I decided, because my grandmother or grandfather was in a wheelchair, so someone had to push him. Mm -hmm. And so my dad was pushing him through the, like, cobblestone fucking streets of Pompeii. And so I was like, I'll take the the water bottle backpack and I'll just wear it. Like we're here because of me and I will take right. the brunt. So I find out like my sister was, she goes and she's like, I'm going to put something in the backpack. And she's like, okay, whatever. So I was like, you know, and she put it in there. She put two, like, not a rock. Like I'm thinking like, you know, a rock, right? Like a little rock. No, 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 no. She took two giant bricks from like some kitchen. And threw them in my backpack. And I had no idea. I was like, boy, this thing's so heavy. But like, I didn't wanna complain because we're at the place that I wanted to be. So I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then some German couple saw my sister do this, hunted down police, and then hunted our tour down to the point where like our tour guide was like, you can't do that to me. And I was like, what? She's like, that's illegal. We will throw you in jail. And I was like, And, but then at that point, like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And it was like, my sister is bursting into tears. My mom is like, okay, we're really sorry. And she pulls out these two bricks, one for my sister to keep and one for Hannah. And she throws them into the rubble. And I was like, and I like looked at her and I was like, so embarrassed, first of all. Secondly, I was like, Hannah said a rock, not a fucking brick. And one brick is, that's a lot, and I'm carrying this backpack. She put two bricks in this bag that I was lugging around ancient Pompeii. And I was so pissed, but like, I was the one who was so curious about things. And our tour guide would would not talk to me for the rest of the time because we were the dumb Americans stealing rocks from the ancient city. Um,
0: Yeah, oh, that's so funny. Where are you at right now? I'm currently in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ooh, nearby—that's fun. Nearby, I'm doing um, uh, I'm doing Rudolph
2: the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the musical. Are you are
1: you at Milwaukee Rep?
2: No, I'm at the First Stage Children's Theater, right oh, next cool. door to the Milwaukee Rep.
1: I have a friend doing. What are they doing right there? Beehive. What's it called? I don't know. I was like,
2: yeah, they're doing a bunch of stuff. They're doing Beehive. They're doing the the Nativity variations, and then Christmas Carol. Are they in Beehive? Are they a singer?
1: Yes, she's um, her name's Tess. She's in the show there um she really
2: tall and blonde yeah tell her she's fabulous
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay i will i will is she uh
2: where is she where's she she from normally uh
1: from pennsylvania but she's new york based
2: okay because like i I went and saw it a couple weeks she's probably staying here at the plaza i haven't run into anybody because like we have a weird schedule Um, And the Mm -hmm. Plaza Hotel is, like, uh, where they house a lot of the actors All that town. So I'm sure she's staying here. But tell her, I think she's fabulous. I thought she did a, like, I think she's incredible. I think she's a great vocalist. She, like, understands the assignment of Beehive. Tell her that. I
1: I will. That is so kind. Yeah, she is one of those people that I met her doing, um, what is the first show we did together? Oh, she did Adam's Family there first. I wasn't in it. But then we did Carrie together. Oh, Uh love,
2: Carrie. Oh, so good.
1: I do, too. I really thought I had... I'm at that point where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to do this show or not in my life. Like, I'm really aging out of this, but it happened at the right time, so now I'm like, okay, cool. Can say I've done it.
2: (laughs) Well, the next time you'll do it is you can play them (laughs) up.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Do you Um... know this musical,
2: Hannah? You're like, theater, what?
0: (laughs) Wait, is that the blood one? Yes. Yeah. And the cheerleader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: Who'd you play in Carrie?
1: Um, I was Chris. So I was <gasps> the
2: world according to you, Chris. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I want to direct Carrie, really. I direct too. So I'm an actor. I love I'm an it. Actor, director, playwright, wardrobe artist, teaching artist, voice teacher. I just got my master's. Um, oh, cool. And- and music theater vocal pet. So I teach voice lessons and coaching and all that stuff, but I love Carrie and I want to direct it. It seems like Carrie's got like a weird resurgence right now where mm-hmm. everyone's doing it. And I'm like, the musical is used to be like cult famous and now people like really love it. And I, I guess I got to find another obscure musical to fall in love with because <laughs> right. everyone's falling in love with it. And now people are doing it. And I'm like,
1: I yeah. know, I know. I felt I used to use it, well, I can't use it for auditions anymore, but it used to be one of my go-to songs because, like, no one really did it, and it was one that people were like, oh, I, I know this, but how do I know it? And then when Riverdale did it, because they always do a musical episode, they did a Carrie yeah. episode, and I think that's when it started to really pop off, and I was like, oh, now it's popular. Yeah.
2: So wait, how did the two of you meet?
1: College. So I went to,
0: yeah, I went to college at Western Illinois. Oh, really? Uh, mm Mm-hmm. And I worked at a pizza place with a guy that was friends with all of the musical, (laughs) musical theater people. Yep. So... My friend and I, Haley, that was my roommate, we both worked at the pizza place, just knew Tom, and Tom knew all of these people. So anytime we went to a party at Tom's house, we met all of these musical theater people. So all of a sudden, I have like 10 people in my life that are musical theater background of some sort, and they're all from WIU.
2: Oh, that's fun. What what year
0: did you graduate, Betty?
2: Uh,
1: 2017.
2: Okay, so... um... So were you there when like Maggie Spanuella was a grad student?
1: I was not, but I do know Maggie. I and I've had like crossover and her Maggie coming back and... slash like doing stuff at regional things.
2: Yeah, Maggie and I are like we're right or die friends. Like we, oh we my... both we both teach um teach in China. We both um we both are just like we're we're really good friends and so we work we work together a lot. And then um just, so you obviously know Melody Betts and like Greg, yes. Greg Foster.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Melody's. I mean, I've She's still
2: working there. She still does stuff there.
1: Yeah. She started like a new, not really program. I don't really know what to call what she yeah. it's like an organization um, within it. But it, it's been super cool to see her take on doing so much there. It's. I think it's so good for the students because for a while, I mean, towards the end of my time there, we didn't have a lot of faculty that were working in major regional or like cities it was more so like oh I go work at this summer stock or do this so it it was it's very nice to see some of the alum coming back and like actually really getting involved um at at that level yeah good for them
2: that's amazing yeah that's me I just did I just did Fiddler in with
1: Melody yes and I also know so (gasps) my (laughs) yes so Austin who was in fiddler yeah my one of my roommates when i was in new york uh went to school with austin and so i've met austin and am friends with her um she's she's yeah sweet but
2: like we like i i just like it was like putting all my fiddler stuff sort of like away and i like had because like i've been been very hashtag booked and blessed and it's just been a lot but i like Mm -hmm. was like okay i'm gonna put this stuff away because i want to keep this and i was like going through and i like um I was trying I crochet and so I was like crocheting in the rehearsal room when I wasn't being used because mm-hmm. I was, like, I'm like I'm silent that I can do. And um she was yeah. like I'm fine. I was like, all right. So I like bought her a needle and like some yarn. I was like, let me teach you. And um we just but she was cause she was one of the sisters. Yeah. And, like, and I was Avram. And so like we never
1: mm. ever
2: really crossed paths. Like we were on stage in, in tradition together. Yeah. Um sunrise, sunset, we were on stage together. And at the wedding, we were on stage together, but like so was everybody in there. Yeah, team. you don't like yeah.
1: have real. Yeah, well, there were, like there were
2: like a hundred people in that show, so like yeah. literally it was it was like a it was like a Di Francesca Valenziano family picnic. Like it, was it sure just, was. You don't know who that person is, but you're eating and drinking with them. Like yes, you know, exactly. And, uh, and so she was on stage, and like I would catch her backstage a couple times, and I would watch. I would watch the like. When she goes off to siberia basically like her song mm-hmm. I, would, I would watch it every night from the wings because i was like right on after that song mm-hmm. uh, but she's so nice she's such so, such good people and she was like i'm sorry we didn't really get a lot it was like an opening I was like i'm sorry we really didn't get to hang out but you're such a good person i would love to hang out more as this run continues blah blah, blah. and i was like yeah and i like i mean she's she's so good she's so nice i like i'm going to so... new york I'm going there in january so i'm gonna probably see some fiddler people when i'm there totally
1: love that so are you Chicago normally when you're not <laughs> booked and blessed
2: yeah when I'm not booked and blessed I'm based in Chicago yeah
1: cool nice yeah. I mean for now
2: like I mean I'm I was, I was just talking to somebody I was like I'm waiting for something to take take me away <laughs> but I <I'm> like <laughs> mm-hmm. but I also like I teach all over the country so like it's like I'm I'm in Chicago to that's where my stuff is but like obviously yeah. I'm I'm doing Rudolph, right now, and then um, in January, I'm going to New York for a little bit. And I, oh, I'm also I teach at uh, Carthage College. My oh, a, cool. So I'm I'm a double alum from I'm a theater du, theater performance and direction major with a minor in dance from my undergrad at Carthage. And then they started this music theater vocal ped masters, and mm-hmm. I've vo- been a voice nerd singer. And so my colleague there and I was teaching there, and she was like, "You should just do this." And it was the first year of the program, and it was literally like 2019. And you know what happened in 2020 spring break, we all disappeared. Um, so I got my master's at the start of COVID, which was like great to have like yeah. a thing that I needed to get done that there was so much stuff because like I just like I came at about by, by August, I was like, oh, let's make sourdough bread. And everyone's like, We're done.
1: we have we finished that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um but um, so I teach at Carthage still. So I'm teaching at Carthage in January. I teach um, oh, cool. acting for non-majors. I, I wrote this class called um, Music Theater History for Muggles is what I call it. But it's Music Theater History for Non-Majors. <laughs> um,
0: oh, cool. And, That's what I needed.
2: Uh, yeah, so, she I'm doing, does. so I'm teaching. <laughs> and then uh, come take my class. It's in January. It's a whole month long, Hannah. Um, That's not bad. And then I'm directing SpongeBob, uh, the TYA premiere of SpongeBob up here.
1: Oh fun! Yeah. Oh man, that is great. I mean, and and you're right, especially when you're bouncing around doing gigs left, right, center. You know, it's like your stuff lives somewhere. You are on the road. Yeah. It's just it's how it is. I mean, it's the life, I suppose. I again this
2: this summer I was I did assistant directed Priscilla Clue down at the Mercury. Oh, cool. Chicago. And then I was in Fiddler and then uh, so that uh I've just been in Chicago for a while but it's like <laughs> like it's been like one after another after another. I'm like
1: keep it going. Keep it going. You know. The yeah. 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 Oh I love that. That's so cool. So what is. Oh well we talked to. We, you obviously want to direct Carrie. What are some of like your dream shows to be in to direct to music direct. Like what are your your faves? Um
2: Hmm. I would love to direct Carrie again. Um, I'm currently like working with a to self-produce a play that I really want to direct. It's called The Rail Splitter about the life and times of Abraham Lincoln and a and a woke theater company. (laughs) Um, Love it. it's, It's very funny. It's very it's vulgar. It's it's funny. It's topical. And I'm so I'm working. The playwright is this guy named Rick Cleveland. Um, and he wrote for House of Cards, like, oh. and so he, like, I really love this play and he wrote it for Carthage back in the day, hmm. but I like, and he, like, wrote it specifically for college students mm-hmm. and i like, I think we need to update it, but I think we need to make some, things. so we're, we're in communication, I mean, you heard it here first, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out to get the script ready, and to make and <laughs> um, so that's a project I want to do, um. I'd love to do, like, I love How to Succeed in Business. Mm. Um, I would love to do uh, this musical called Gutenberg. It's a twofer musical, um, and it's about these two guys who wrote a musical about the life and times of Johann Gutenberg, and uh, they had no business writing a musical, so they just are obsessed with it, and so it's just funny and silly and stupid. Um, And then I'm trying to think of anything else, like... I mean it's just it's like I'm always reading I'm currently working on a on a one person show and a cabaret um, a play that I do want to be in really badly is called um, The Infinite Life of Leonard Pelkey. The you know the infinite brightness of Leonard Pelkey it's about a a gay kid who gets killed and it's about this cop who gets assigned to this to this investigation and it changes his life and it's a one person show that. and I want to do it really badly and it's like it, it, it follows a trope of like, sort of, you know, like a gay kid getting murdered for being gay, but in a way that is like, it's, it's uplifting in a way and really beautiful and like really
0: mm-hmm.
2: poignant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to be in it. I just want to do yeah, it. Um, good. But I'm also working on a one person play called Scrooge's Dirty Laundry, um, called, <laughs> which is based off of personal experience. Cause I was a, I worked wardrobe for the Milwaukee rep um for five seasons i dressed christmas carol and so it's about a wardrobe person dressing christmas carol on christmas eve <laughs> who oh. just who has just had a season and is over it and just like literally like doing the laundry giving you the tea about what the fuck this season's been about
0: oh i love that that has to be so good that's that, so I mean, funny
2: that a whole bunch of stories like i i like finally found the way in for it so I'm like I I just need to sit down and write it But I, so I think I'm going to put my like January time before I start Spongebob of like sitting down every
0: day and writing that's awesome that's such a good idea
1: yeah I love that I love a one person show I mean I think it obviously takes a specific kind of person to be able to pull it off but I think especially ones that are so like like that's so interesting I would love to I, I can't wait to see it Great. That's I mean, I'm,
2: I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it
1: for years. Like, I even said it. Like, mm-hmm.
2: when I did wardrobe one year, where it was a fucking nightmare, and I was like, I'm writing a one-person show called Scrutage Dirty Laundry. That's all about all this bullshit. <laughs> and like, so I've been And here we are. For years. But, like, you, are
1: you are in it. You are in it. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, literally, like, it's there are people in it who I'm like going to tell stories about who are just like in the Chicago land. <laughs> I mean, obviously, won't use any names. No, you not But can. like, if they know when I was at Christmas Carol, they could figure it out.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: So it's, but yeah, like it's, but it's also like, you know, I mean, I love a Christmas play. I love, I would love to be in, I would love to, I would love to be in Christmas Carol. I've never, I've never been called in or I've never been in it. I want to play present and Fezziwig so badly. and
1: Mm -hmm. Not yet.
2: Not yet. I mean, I've got plenty of time. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah. And let's be honest, 8,000 bajillion theaters do it every single Christmas season. So it's like it it is going to and I mean, even it's wild how many times like every year too like new movies of A Christmas Carol come out like we have spirited this year. There's a new like stop motion cartoony one on Netflix. I forget what it's called that I just saw that came out. I mean, it's like it's a classic story to be told, obviously. Um, So I have no doubt you'll get to do.
2: Well, and I hope that, like, the Scrooge's Dirty Laundry is a show that launches me into, like, that's, like, oh, we should put Tommy in a Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yes. like, mm-hmm. the, like the whole, like, pitch is, like, at the upstairs, downstairs. So there are moments where I'm talking about the show, and then there are moments where I'm, like, all right, I've always wanted to do this scene so that I do the, like, Marley Marley Scrooge scene. And then oh. I come back and, well, that's fucking going on upstairs, blah, blah, blah. This is what's happening downstairs. Like. Oh, I
0: love that. So that's like, such it, a good idea. Yeah, so that's smart.
2: I, I got to make it like ninety minutes because I've got a lot of stuff. But I like I have a way in that I wanna. I've always thought about it in a different way, like, but I like found a. Di- I thought about it recently and was watching. I was listening to like this structure writing podcast that I really like, and I was like, oh yeah, duh, plays. This is how plays work. Right. This is how I need to write it.
0: Perfect. I love, isn't that so nice when you just hear some piece of information and you're like, well, that just made that click that I didn't ever think of. Mm-hmm. I love yes. learning new things. So that's,
2: the, I mean, that's the stuff I mean, like, I mean, I'll, I'll do anything. Like, I love being on stage. I love directing. I love when people, I love when people hand me a project and they're like, figure this out. Like, yes. I think that's, that I think is like, that's because like, I read a lot. I read, I mean, I have a stack of plays that are just sitting over on the corner over here. Oh, well, let me go grab them. Let me, let me see what we got. What we got.
0: Oh, I love this. I wonder how many I won't know. That's going to uh, be the key. Most, probably <laughs> most of them. <laughs> so, uh,
2: I'm obsessed. Speaking of cult musicals, I've got two script versions of the Star Mites.
1: Oh, talk about a cult. I, I
0: love mean, that. It's so.
2: I've been trying to pitch it to somebody. I'm like, listen, it is the musical for now. And people are like, what do you mean? And I was like, it's got a female antagonist, protagonist, mm-hmm. and it's about comic books. Let's do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, why not? That, and, honestly, I do. That's smart. I wonder if I won't listen. No one on this podcast get Yes, I'd love to be in it, but very no definitely. one else on this podcast get any ideas. We're doing it first. We're doing it first. <laughs> um,
2: so I'm work- I'm working my way th- I've been working my way through a couple playwrights and one of them is Terrence <laughs> McNally. Um, so I have Love, Valor, and Compassion. I'm like halfway through it and I like put it down because it's it's very dense. Um But I've I've just been working my way through it. I started, let me see when I started I got a plane ticket in here. (laughs) Started Newark. So I started this in June. Yeah. I haven't finished it. Then I've got this one. This one's called One Christmas Eve at Evergreen Mall. It's written by a bunch of different people. It follows its eight intertwined stories at a Midwestern mall on the last day shopping before a holiday. A diverse cast of characters, from a lovesick mall Santa to an overgrown mall cop, from a pair of briny misfit teenagers and a pair of battling actors in a production of a Christmas Carol, from the penultimate college freshman and a newlywed couple investigate their first meeting, second chances, last minute choices. One Christmas Eve wraps up with joys and sorrows of the season in one festive package. And I'm like, that sounds fun. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, I that. This one, this one, I this one was written in 2020 as an edu- theater education commission, but it's because uh, I teach a lot. So I was just reading this for like good scene work because I teach Almost Maine. I use Almost Maine like all the time because it's such an easy in. It's really good with green actors. Um, it's really good with like people first time acting and there's good scenes and they're really easy to navigate. And you can you can always dig deeper in Almost Maine. I like, it. that's a mm-hmm. play I would like to direct. I feel like we're kind of, people are sick of it already, but I just, I love it. But this one's similar to Almost Made. It's got 19 kids in it. It's called Winter Break. Oh. And it was written... It's about a bunch of kids on Winter Break when they come home from Winter Break. That's very fun.
1: That is this, fun. That's Yeah, that's great.
2: I told you I was in a Terrence McNally kick, kick, so here's two of them. This one's called It's Only a Play. And I want to do this one in Chicago because it's about an opening night of the Golden Egg on Broadway. And the wealthy producer, Julia, is throwing a lavish party in her Manhattan townhouse, and it's all the people working on the play, not watching the play, waiting for Ben Brantley to review the play. And it was written because Ben Brantley is a very famous New York Times, um, if you don't know this, he's a very famous New York Times reviewer, and they, like, literally rip him to shreds. They, like, talk about how they give a dick he is, and, like, so, and, like, Terrence McNally frequently got poorly reviewed from... Ben Brantley. So he wrote this. This is one of his last plays. He like wrote this to be like,
0: "Fuck off." <laughs> um, That's so funny. One,
2: very funny. Um, I wanna. I would love to like. I'm. I would love to. Just, I want to read it, but I, like, it's one of those shows that I want to um, look at and see if we could like change it to another reviewer, maybe say from Chicago. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one, I bought this because. Oh, I bought this because I was like, oh, this sounds fun. But it's a bunch of short plays, but like one of them in it, I was like, oh, this one sounds like great. And I got bamboozled because it's literally like a 10 minute play. So it's like three pages, but it sounds great to be a full length. It's a a satiric look at a nonprofit arts organization that depends on various whims of its subscriber wishes, the benefits of the National Endowment of the Arts, charitable patrons and passing fashions in the Times. And this was one that he, he wrote towards the end of his life about what it means to do theater in this country and it's yeah. very funny but it's literally like four pages and I was like okay and I, like, I read it when I got it I was like oh what is this oh oh okay. oh well, I know it's like, like <laughs> it's it's got other stuff in it but like I love like looking at a playwright then I saw this on Broadway it's POTUS
1: Ooh. so yes did you see it I didn't see it. I'm so sad I haven't seen it, but I'm excited that the rights are becoming available to be done.
2: It's, I think it's the funniest, it's the funniest, most feministically forward play written yeah. about time, but it's not necessarily about you. I like people are like, oh, it's about the president of the United States, a.k.a. the last one, 45. Right. Trump, but it's not. Mm-mm. It's about all presidents. And it's like, like, it's, the, like the the inn is like behind every president is a is like a gr- crew of six women who are helping run the country and Ooh, it's okay. got my friend I wanted to see it because I like I love a farce Susan stroman directed it mm-hmm. and then like the cast was just stacked and so I like bought a ticket and I was like I don't know anything about this and my friend was like it's got the and like i Bought like super cheap tickets. And my friend's a stage manager out there. She's like, I'll see it with you again. I was like, okay. So I bought two cheap tickets and she said we were like front row. Um, and she's like, It's got the best opening and closing line of a play ever. And I was like, What? She's like, I'm not gonna tell you, but it's got the best. And the opening line is <laughs> Cunty question <laughs> mark. <laughs> and then the closing line is and I like literally both the lines were like, I was like, I, like, was, like, because I love that word. I think it's I think it's the only swear word that actually has visceral response now.
0: Yes. And I love yes. when, it,
2: when it, like, it gets used and because it is such a word, right? Like, yes. It, it only is effective here, it, not anywhere else. But, like, I no. love it because it, like, it's such a – the way that it sounds, it's such an attack. Like, it's worse than fuck, right? Like, it just has yes. like a, it just – and it's so, it's so derogatory. And so whenever yes. someone uses it in literature, I'm, like – it just makes me laugh because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, say um, it again. Like, <laughs> but the thing that I love about this, and so the last line of this play is, "There's a, gonna be a cunty dawn," and I was like, literally, that happened, and I was like, I was already on my feet, like, I'm amazing because like, it it was, oh, it was so good. It was so, I've never laughed that hard in a theater at something brand new. Like, it was,
0: it was yeah, perfect. True. So
2: I immediately bought that one. I have a lot of Christmas fucking plays here. This one's Inspecting Carol. And this one is about a Christmas company. It's a Christmas Carol noises off meets the government inspector. Um, which is it's a nutty play. Say less. Play.
1: I love that.
2: <laughs> this one's called Desk Set. And this is a this is actually a play that I want to direct. Mm-hmm. It's uh, um it's was turned into a Catherine Hepburn movie uh, by the same title. And it's actually really topical because it's about um this woman who worked in a reference department in a giant um in a giant company so i think they were like a i think like an nbc type company that they needed a reference department and so they just were there mm-hmm. it was all run by women and they just like had a bunch of knowledge and this guy comes in and pitches the first ibm computer and with and it so well, it's, it, mm-hmm. i think it's so interesting and in why i want to direct it because it's super topical now is that like yeah. machines Replacing human human intuition, and so it's about the first IBM computer, and how she can be her brain is faster than the IBM computer, but like obviously we have moved past it. But the idea of like replacing jobs with mm-hmm. like with AI intelligence yeah. and how we're constantly trying to do that, especially now with all those like AI photos. Do you know people pay
0: like seven dollars for those things? Can we? Can we talk about that first? Yes, because yes
1: we can. I literally,
0: okay, I was like, okay, I'll do this. What is this? I'll do whatever. So I go to log, do it and I upload the and all of a sudden it goes, it costs money. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Are people, am I doing it the wrong way that it's not? But it, it literally, it costs money, right? Nice. Yep. Wow, people just have fuck you money, don't they? I'm like, I can't spend that to get a post. At the end of the day, it's like
2: five. What's like five or six bucks, right? It's basically equivalent of a latte. Like if you think, like if you really think about it. Sure, sure, sure. Right. But I did the exact same thing. I was like, no. What? (laughs) Because I was like, what is this? I want to be hip and trendy. Let me do this. And then I was like, no, I'm not paying money. And then I like, but I (laughs) thought I was doing it wrong. And I asked, like, several people, and they're like, oh, yeah, I paid for it. And they're like, like, what's
0: what's $5 versus the serotonin boost? And I was like, (laughs) what? That's fair. That's fair. I'm chasing that serotonin always. I get it. But I I couldn't do it. It's like when you can't pay shipping. You're spending $250, and you're like, I'm not spending $5 on shipping. This should be free just for the president or the president. Presidents? I can't Thank you. Mm -hmm, That word. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We found fa- we found out on the last episode or on one of our lives that I don't say the word or- ornament the right way. I said it the right way that time, right? Yes. I say like ornament the, like the Christmas bobble. Hmm. Couldn't say that for a while. Just found that out. Christmas <laughs> bobble. Christmas yeah. bobble. That's a good way to say it. That's how they say it in the. I've been watching a lot of
2: British things, so they like, yeah.
0: Christmas bobbles. Oh, I also, love that.
2: Speaking of British things, I'm obsessed with this musical.
0: Flowers for Mrs. Flowers
2: Paris? for Mrs. Harris. It's based on the movie. it like it's based on a book that was turned into a movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and it yes! is Yes. It's lovely. It's about an old woman who is a, who cleans house who just wants a Dior gown and she flies to Paris for it.
1: I didn't realize it was gay. there was a play. I love that.
2: It's a musical. It, it like opened it, a... premiered, it premiered um at a regional company in the uk like before the pandemic but then they recorded the um cast album during it was one of the things that they did during the pandemic where they like figured out a way to space people and gather gather everyone to record it and because they're like this is just such a beautiful score it needs to be like documented and so i was like in the pandemic i was like what tell me release it release it and then they they've released it on digitally and you can get the hard copy in the UK um, but I can't get anyone to ship it to me because I like I like I have a bunch of them and I want to like I want the book and I want to look through it and read it and so then I found the license of it and I was like okay well I love it it's
0: so great it's so wonderful it's so beautiful I love that I'm glad you got that because I saw the commercials or what is it called, the Preview? whatever, trailers, yeah, for it. And I never got to see it. And I was like, I really think I would like that. And I really think I would. So I'm going to have it's to make sure I watch it.
2: It's great. Um, the woman who, she's in The Crown right now, is is Mrs. Harris. Mm. I don't know off the top of my head. But I've, I've literally yeah. watched it like three or four times in the past yeah. week. Like, I just love it. Oh, so. love
0: it. Yeah. That's I good just
2: to love hear. Because it. it's, it's, a, it's a simple... It's a simple story. It she's weirdly behind the eight ball, and you just root for her. Like you're just like, yeah, you do, do deserve a Dior gown. And like, there comes like one moment where like, <laughs> I love it. They're like, the like woman who runs the Dior salon is like, Mrs. Harris, Why do you, why do you need this? You're just nobody. Why do you need a Dior gown? This is for countesses and people from all over the world. But uh, what, what do you what would you buy this for? Why would you wear it? And she's like, you're nobody. She's like. That's just why I want it.
0: Oh, I love that. Why not? Right. Just to sit in it. It's like, why not? That would be so awesome just to have it. And And they're so pretty.
2: And it's actually like it's written. I think the story is written. And I think it actually is like sort of biographical. I haven't done much research that it was how Dior became a global market because it used to be super exclusive and only for high-end exclusive clients and then it was like i think a washwoman wanted to buy one and like they decided like that dior needed to be for everyone
0: that's so awesome that's so that's such a good story yeah yeah deep yeah i like that those it, i just it, i never it. read enough into the musicals and things to know all of this and it's good to hear the deeper parts of it all and hearing people be passionate about it.
2: I think only us nerds to do it right Maddie?
0: Yes yes
1: and, and like I don't know sometimes it, we've had a few oh my god my dog is just screaming right now um we've had a few other musical theater people on here and it's so funny when we just start Going in, and Hannah's like, "I'm really enjoying what's going on. I just don't know
0: what you're I'm talking I'm rooting for about. you. I'm rooting for you. You said 2 a" at some point, referring to something, and I was like, "That's classes in football. I don't know what else that could be." And so <laughs> I'm like, "This is good. This is great. I'm hanging in there. I do <laughs> yeah. the best I can."
2: Yeah. What did you think of Fiddler? I like. I mean, we haven't I haven't talked to you since. Like, oh my gosh.
0: Okay, this is like. I just, it's so mind blowing when people have talent. I, that's all I say. I, (laughs) I just, it's incredible. I, when people are performing at all, I think of walking up the stairs and talking at the same time and then you watch people perform and you're like, how do you do that? Because I barely can walk up a staircase and talk and you guys, everyone's, running around and everyone's within pitch and can sing so beautifully. And it just is crazy. The control people have on their vocals and everything is insane. My mom and I went and saw, I think we, I don't remember what we saw and I don't want to insult anybody by guessing, but we went and saw a ballet at some point. And when we went and saw ballet, I was like, this looks so easy. This must be impossible to do. I'm like, it's, do you know what I mean? It was like, they're floating across the stage. That is a robot. There's no way you can, do, yeah. I mean, it's incredible yeah. when you watch people perform. So I was in awe the whole time. And it was just so fun because we went with so many family members. So we saw everybody, um, <laughs> and which was great because we all went on that Saturday. Yeah, it, uh, it was another, it was a family reunion
2: to see me and Fiddler Maddie. Like literally, like I didn't know how many people were there, but like, there were like I think I want to say like 25 to 30 people from all over like I we had relatives that flew in from Nashville there were like my parents flew in from from Florida my sister flew yep. in from Minneapolis like there were so many people at the lyric seeing it and I like and I didn't know I just knew that my mom was coming with some like she didn't tell me how many and I was like walking into my call and I ran into um Katie our cousin oh, and she uh-huh. was like hey and I was like hi what are you doing down here she's like we're seeing your play and I was like what do you mean, we? She's like, oh, you don't know how many are here today, do you? And I was like, didn't know you were coming. Like, <laughs> like And, and it, like, like the lyric, this is the thing where it's like, it, the lyric is 3,700 seats. And so like, I you can't see anyone, I, you can't really see the front row. So like, there's not like, it's not like I could tell that you were there. I mean, I could tell that they were there because... I could hear that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, I heard, like, when I bowed, I heard, like, a huge, like, the balcony is where everyone was because the Lyric is expensive. And so, like, those tickets were expensive still, but I knew that it was just filled with people. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I came out to bow, I just heard everyone. I was like, oh, my (laughs) God. It was great. I mean, but, you know, but, yeah, so many people. And, like, everyone was like, it was incredible. I was like, Yeah, incredible. I just didn't have any... I still don't have a perspective on it because people still come up to me and they're like, you were in Fiddler. and Oh my God, that was the best thing I've ever seen. And it was like, yeah. Oh, cool. Like it was such a, it was a wild experience. Cause yeah. we had a German yeah. director. Um, and the whole, like, the whole show came over from Berlin. Um, and most of the, the principal cast wow. was mostly from New York. There were like five of us that were from Chicago. Um, and it just like and then the lyric chorus and then the word answer like it was it, yeah. there were like at the opening number when we were doing tradition there were literally a hundred people on stage.
0: Yeah, I and had I, no clue it was going to be so. The last time I saw Fiddler was Kalina did it in Woodstock, Illinois, at their whatever playhouse, <laughs> and we saw it there. So I was like, oh, this is like. That. And then we got there and it's a whole city block basically. And I was like, oh, this is not, this is really big. And then we got in there and I was like, this is huge. This is such a big deal. And then we saw it and I was like, this is the biggest deal ever. And then I lost my mind. And then I kept telling Maddie, I was like, I have a profile. I have an actor in the family. This is it. <laughs> this is my new closest link. Cause I always te- tease Maddie that I'm going to be on her coattails, but I was like, no, I have Tommy now. This is great. <laughs> because I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I think it was uncle Louis used to say, if you can't make money off family, you can't make money. And so that's the joke now on the podcast. So now you're obviously you're my family member and you're going to be More famous than anybody else I know. If you can't make
2: money on family, you can't make money? He used to say that? I don't... I've never heard that.
0: (laughs) No, I... Who said it? It was either... It was either... Or it was my grandfather. It could have been my grandfather. I mean, both of them... Well,
2: they both ran the butcher shop, so it makes sense that they came from either of them. You know what I mean? Yes, right,
0: yeah. Because it was all family. It's all family business, you know? That is a... I... If you can't
2: make money on family, you can't make money. That is... Wow, that is wild. <laughs> that is I'm, wild. That is a wild statement. But also <laughs> when I think when I think about like people who've come to my shows who are ultimately are like paying for my salary. Like yeah, like I mean, like
0: there was like 40 of y'all buying tickets. Yeah, right. That's what I'm know. saying. I said people that listen to this podcast are family members of mine. At this point, it's like they are pulling rank at, at every turn. And so, you, again, if you can't make money off family, because they're going to support you, you know? So if they're not supporting you, you're doing something wrong, I think.
2: <laughs> I mean, I know, like, was it? Pilot season's coming up. Isn't that what's coming up next? Yeah, like, I know that it's coming up, and my agent loved them. They put me in for a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm always, nice. like, I'm always, I mean, I'm always auditioning. I mean, that's the job, right? Like, it's not... right it's not anything else but it like yeah I almost was on a Showtime
0: show I came real close <laughs> oh real close. So close you every single one of our family members would have gotten a showtime subscription you know it immediately hey. there would have been one email about <laughs> Tommy and that would be it everyone would be on the computers getting showtime
2: yeah it was like and it was for it was a show that no longer exists and I can I can talk about it now because it's um it was called a uh, work in progress it's actually really good uh-huh. um and so I was called in for um this, like, therapist character in the second season. And it, like, um, I thought, like, oh, this is clearly, like, it's second season. It's a character that goes to therapy. And The, the first episode, she <laughs> she's com- the complaining about her life and about everything, and all of a sudden, her therapist drops dead. So, like, that's the first season, is her dealing with this. And then the second season, she gets a new therapist. And I was gonna, like, I was in for it. And it became between me and them, the other person, and I don't know. The, they're like my agent was like, the producers love you, the casting loves you, the writer loves you. Like they want to write you apart maybe if the second season takes off, and then it. it. Oh, <laughs> that I'm, was like, so I've come worse. To some things where I'm like, oh,
0: but almost. What are,
2: what oh,
0: happened? it's gonna happen. I just know it. I always say one of us just has to get famous, then we're all getting famous. It's all it's a spider That's web. Yeah, totally.
1: Sure is. Totally, I keep
2: going in for like Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, because they're all the time. There was one thing I wanted. Right. They were like, "Can you say? Yeah. Can you say what?" And I was like, "Sure," but they wanted like ten takes, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know if I have ten takes at the
1: moment."
0: And right. I like, and literally,
2: my friend had to read this monologue, and then I just had to say what, and I did it ten different times, oh and gosh. submitted it, and did not book it. <laughs> And oh. when I called my agent. I was like, "Is it me? Like, what's wrong with me?" And she's like, right. "No, it's not you.
0: It can't be. It simply can't be. I never believe it's any of us. That's the rule. I never believe it's any of the people I know." Yeah. Um, Tommy, what could we promote for you? What Instagram would you like to promote? What can we? What can we talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, so my Instagram
2: is Um, I would love more followers there. I, it's sure, basically sure. a place that I, like, dump all my, what, what are you doing in the world, theater mm-hmm. stuff, acting, directing. But I also teach voice lessons Um, and do, I know audition season is coming up. I do um, musical theater coachings. I do acting coachings and Shakespeare coaching, side breakdown, callback breakdown um i get a lot of people jobs <laughs> like i've like a lot of people that i know have like booked things because they've worked with me and i'm like not to be like boop, boop but like i'm like you're gonna book this and they're like no i'm not and then they're like i booked this i was like i told you
1: Amazing. i knew
2: yeah Listen. so so and i with this virtual world i have you know venmo you know venmo zelle um but my website where you can contact me is Actor.com um and i also have an email at tommynovak at me.com and those are ways to get in touch with me instagram my website well you can send fill out a questionnaire and send it to me or just straight up emailing me um you know would love more would love more students Would lo- and i'm I like the thing that i i'm best at is if someone is like i've got this thing help me like i have a okay. couple like just regular singing clients and that's wonderful and great where like I'm teaching I teach people how to belt a lot um so but like a lot of times it's like hey I'm called in for who's Tommy and I need to figure out how to make like pop rock sound and I'm classically trained I'm like great let's do this love um, that so like you know hit me up hit me up you know I, I teach yeah. on Mondays in te- like with the internet I teach, I teach people in China I teach people all over the country so it's like there is no bounds
0: just call them Just call them up, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh, that's so nice. I wish I had talent of any sort to plug at this point. All I have is this podcast. Um, I think you're awesome. And I always tell everybody that I have a famous cousin. And I hope that's fine with you. (laughs) Please tell. Tell. Tell them to follow me. (laughs) Okay, I will. I will. I will do that because I think you're awesome and I think you're going to be doing huge things and I can't wait to go to more shows because they blow my mind. I just love them.
2: Well, Strike While the Iron's Hot. I've got a Christmas play right now.
0: Do you? Oh, you do. I'll tell my else, mom. We'll be yeah, there.
2: Tell your mom because it's like we have weekends, basically like Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekends and playing Sam the Snowman, just narrating Rudolph. Oh, I love that. It's like basically that's the fun. like claymation, the claymation special. Like that's just oh. Yeah, and like the, so. There's, I think uh, you're in LA, right, Maddie? So there's a company in Saint George, Utah, which is like three hours away from you, um, that is doing Rudolph. But the the company I'm at is the one that developed it. They like Ooh. wrote it, developed it, and I played Boss Elf in, in an original production. So like OBC Boss Elf. <laughs> Ooh, look at you!
0: That's awesome. See, famous so, cousin. Famous
2: That's cousin. what I'm saying. Theater famous, not TV famous.
0: Listen, famous is Theater famous.
2: rich, theater rich, not TV rich. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be clear. <laughs> yeah. When well, you guys are the best, well, thanks for inviting me. This is great. It's also great to like, let's hang out when I'm free, Hannah. Like, because yeah, why not? You're, you're funny, you got a house and
0: let's hang out. Yeah, I do. Come over. I have nothing to do ever. <laughs> great. I just do this and I work and it's boring. You are much more busy than I am. Fair, fair.
2: Mm. Well, genuinely, and you're going
0: to be busier because all of Maddie's friends that know any of the things you were talking about are going to hit you up now. Because... tell them, tell them. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say all, all you had to say was I. You, I like help people get jobs. All my friends are going to be like, hey.
2: <laughs> Please listen. I like. I love that because, like. I, it, it's never, like, I, I taught three voice lessons today. Like, it's never a chore for me. I'm always like, great, let's let's get you ready. Let's get you ready. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. And, like, my philosophy, like, my philosophy, especially in singing, where Hannah, you're like, oh, I have no talent. I like, I don't believe that there is, I don't think you were, like, blessed with the, like, the talent variance about how much you work. And, like, in my voice studio, I always say that, like, we're just going to make some noise. We're not going to make, we're not going to sing. We're going to make noise. And if there's noise that is going to be gearing towards a certain thing, but you can, it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you have to mm-hmm. learn how to coordinate. So
0: that's what let's Maddie make says. some noise. Yeah, that's what Maddie says. She says you can learn it. You I'm can so do it. Good. Yeah. Totally. Okay. I feel like you should do stand-up, though. like, <laughs> I feel like you've got...
2: No, Hannah, you. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think you've got enough in your life
0: that you could talk about <laughs> that is hilarious. That's what everyone says. I think I stay conversationally funny. I'm good at the... We're in a conversation that's happening. The minute it's a monologue and I have to be alone. I don't know about that. We'll see.
1: You'd be surprised. It's okay. It'll, it'll take a little longer or a little longer. It'll just take a little longer for me to convince you to start doing it.
2: I think you should. Cause like, I mean, there's a, there's a story that I think about that makes me laugh often that you told it. <laughs> My story. What about your
0: sister? <laughs> there's so many. Um. All right. Well, Tommy, we'll let you go so you can enjoy the rest of your night. Do you have anybody scheduled today? Uh. No. I'm.
2: I'm. Uh. I'm gonna box up this dinner that I made, and then um, what am I gonna do? I don't know Yeah, t- t- Tonight is young. But I. I, mean, I have a show, to- I have a show yeah. tomorrow. I have two shows tomorrow. Tomorrow's the start of the ten show week. Oh.
1: Uh,
2: and tomorrow's our. We have two school shows. So we have a ten a.m. and a noon.
1: That'll do it. Children's yeah. theater.
2: Children's theater. I love yep. it, but, and they are wild because they like it's like Shakespeare times because they just talk and yell and say yeah. things. And so, so That's I'll probably like, you know chill up. I might watch a movie or something.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. Watch a movie, chill for sure. Well, this has been fun. Hopefully, you can make
2: yep. like it and make it make it worthy to listen to instead of be like blah 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 blah
1: blah family blah 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 family.
0: I think it was good.
1: Listen. Half of our audience is your family, so it's great. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It'll
2: be perfect. You can't make money off family. You can't make money. Can't make money.
0: That needs to be on a t-shirt. That's what what I'm saying. Maybe it was Uncle Pete. I'm trying to remember. It was one of the uncles said it. um, uh, Because Aunt Jeannie told me about it when I was saying that you guys, like, that I had all these people following me that was family members. And she was like, if you can't make money off family, you can't make money. And she, and I was like, you're right, because that's the same thing. She has that chocolate, that she sells all this chocolate, and she'll sell it to, like, all of our family members. Um, and I was like, that's the way to do it. So I've never, I've never heard that until today, but that's I'm going to take that with me. You have to. Did you ever – Uncle Pete told me you can marry more money in five minutes than you can make in a lifetime. I've heard that one. That, heard that one is – That one's it. That one's another one. That one's another good one. All right. Well, have a good rest of your night.
2: Bye. Love you both. Bye.
0: Love you. Bye. Hi, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast.
1: It was good. I think it was great, in fact.
0: I had such a fun time. I really do enjoy when I have people I personally know on i'm sure you do as well it's just nice when you just know what you can talk about and where the flow is going to go and the stories i did not know we were going to share the pompeii story that i wasn't sure we were going to share but i'm glad we did that was a fun one um funny we'll see if maddie had to cut certain parts we'll find out you won't know but we'll know (laughs) i don't know will i probably not i
1: don't think there was anything too outlandish we'll see though
0: what As we get cancelled
1: um, <laughs> 5 years from now listen if we get cancelled for any of that i'm going down swinging cuz everybody was a stupid kid at one point you There's can't hold thing. us accountable for anything we did before our brains were fully developed
0: it's at absolutely 25 at 25 by the way 25 Just,
1: is when your brain develops i thought yeah like if yeah if, ooh, you can't hold us accountable for what we did at 15 and before i mean you can you can't i'm telling you but you also can't you have to recognize that if we've learned and can like see the
0: fault in you can't you can't be mad you can't be mad can't be mad oh well you know hey i'd like to say to everybody that's listening that is blood related to me thank you for getting to the end of this podcast thanks for listening we appreciate you um Shout out probably Florida residents because I'm hoping you're listening to this. That really means we pulled some listeners. If so, thank you, Florida. Um, Everybody else, thanks for listening. Chicagoland um, and everywhere else. Yeah. So just join us for Sunday school. What are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? We're getting our foster dog back. Hmm. That's right. So the dog we had that we were fostering Gretchen was adopted, but then their parents are now going on vacation. So we're getting her back for a few days to dog sit her. Um, so we're getting her from Wednesday to Sunday. So we're going to have a nice um, time with her until we have to give her away forever. But the family is super nice. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll be able to dog sit her once in a while. Um, Cause they seem to be great parents so i'm excited for her so we can't be mad um and i think i've got to go to a christmas party this weekend what are you oh and i'm making french onion soup on friday what are you doing this weekend
1: that's very specific
0: that you're making french onion soup on friday yes
1: friday we have a steak night (laughs) at our house for a couple friends ben's cooking
0: Nice, of course.
1: Um, And then after that, Kema and I and maybe who knows who else are going, I guess today, if you will, on Friday, um, to a
0: Dolly disco party at a bar. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Very fun. Do you have a costume?
1: Not yet. I'll probably just wear like pink and denim and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, You got to
0: tease that hair. That's for sure
1: higher the hair, the closer to God. God. Yep. Um, And what else do we have? Oh, Saturday we're filming a sketch for the sketch group I'm in. And then potentially maybe going to Universal this weekend, too. They have their Christmas stuff happening, so I'm going to go to Whoville. Very fun. That would be awesome. Yeah.
0: That would be so scary for me, but that would be fun. You love that. Your favorite?
1: I, yeah, I do love the Grinch. You need it. You need to go see it. I need to,
0: but yeah, yep. That's about it for me. Okay, it's about it for me too. Thanks everybody for listening. Shout out everybody for listening. Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow Tommy on Instagram, please.
1: Follow Tommy. Hire Tommy. Book Tommy. Tommy deserves the
0: world. There you go. You heard it here first. Bye, everybody. I hope you all were caught up.
1: See you next time.